Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force it, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGC is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like you want things good, and that is what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. Let's answer Barakala. Come on, just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying in the Holy Ghost. And Jebraka Dashun Zalabad, Deshen, Dedege, Dedege, Baladosh. Lord, we say thank you. Zenzegria, Brata, Junta, Lamanda, Digidigide, Balaganza, Bratanga, Rapanda. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Zengze, Bragdash, Dikide, Balagosa, Brakada, Balagide, Digidigide, Balagosta. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you for this season of much more. We say thank you. We say thank you for all you are doing with us as a family. We say thank you for all you are doing with us as a people. We say thank you. Come on, pray some more. Pray some more. Lord, we say thank you for your presence, Lord. We say thank you for the assurance of your presence in this service. Gizi Brakanzele Degedebalagoshtagadabalaga. Lord, we say thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Brakdajig Deblegedegedebaladash. Lord, we say thank you for camp meeting 2021. We say thank you for all that we received, Lord. We say thank you. We say thank you, Lord, for the season that we have stepped into as a church, Lord. We say thank you for the supernatural intervention. We say thank you for the divine celebration. We say thank you, Zebra Kanda Labadagadabalata, for this season of Kairos. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you mix some laughter, mix some rejoicing into that praying? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we say thank you. Zambra Kanze Reggae de Bratunza Lamba Rakalamba da Susanta Lamanga Reggae de Balago Shantalamanzi de Balaga. For the things of the spirit are the things of our spirit. It is our heritage to express full spiritual nature. Grappa. <laughs> Rakapa lunzante de 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 balagosta, exen mazanza rakata, zenzele mandagada balada. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Amen. So before we sit down, um, something we learned at camp meeting was the fact that being filled with the Holy Ghost is accompanied by activity. Amen. It's accompanied by activity. So when I feel the Holy Ghost, there is shouting, there is rejoicing, there is speaking in tongues with interpretation to come with. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So now, uh, we also learned that when you started speaking in tongues, maybe your tongues weren't as fluent as they are now. It might have been one or two syllables you were muttering all through. But now, a few months down, a few years down, you are now fluent. You have not even changed tongues. So if we tell you speak in tongues on the spot for us, you don't have to think about it so much, do you? You don't. You just speak in tongues. The Bible says, Paul says, I will speak in the spirit and I will speak in my understanding. On demand, 
whether we liked or not, those things were learned. You didn't just start going, you didn't change tongues from the very first day, except maybe you had a very supernatural visitation. You didn't change tongues from the very first day. It was a progression. You went through it. Amen. So it is the same thing with laughing. Hallelujah. This is a season of laughter. Amen. It is a season of joy. It is not just, it is, an, it is something you have to learn to do on demand. Amen. So the same way we tell you pray in tongues. The same way we, it's the same way we want to tell you laugh, and then you laugh. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So laugh. <laughs> see, it, see, think about everything in this kingdom is learned behavior. Do you understand? You do not grow up speaking. The Bible says those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised. You practice, 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 and you get better. It is easier to laugh now when you are in church. You're just under AC you know, listening to me, being blessed by the Holy Spirit, than it is when you are facing an actual live deadline. Do your practicing here, amen. amen. Do your practicing here, hallelujah. So let us laugh some more. <laughs> See, it might seem foolish, yeah? But the Bible says that the things of the spiritual are foolishness to the natural man, to the carnal man. Psalms chapter 2, what happened? It said, all the earth gathered against the Lord and is anointed. What happened? Warfare. World war, whatever you would have called that. What happened? The first thing, he sat down and he laughed. That is how God treats challenges. Laughter. How many of you were proud of your pastor on Sunday? Don't lie. Yes, because we are trained. We are trained. We know that that is normal Christian behavior. I was with him later on and he was telling ah, my mom is calling me. Well, I hope she doesn't see me on TV. <laughs> Amen. But that is normal. That is trained Christian behavior. So learn to laugh. The same way you speak in tongues. Add laughter to that speaking in tongues. Amen. The same way you, you can mutter tongues. You can take a prayer walk. You're just mumbling under your breath. Your earphones are here. Take, take a laughter walk. Just walk from, from here to Okwabiling Bigandal and laugh away all your challenges. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Laugh. Let's laugh some more. Can't let get the balaga. Oh, we say thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Our Heavenly Father, we say thank you for this beautiful evening. We say thank you for tonight's service. We say thank you. For camp meeting, we say thank you. For all of the blessings, all of the virtue that we receive, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, Heavenly Father, as we gather here tonight, we pray that all the word that will come forth will be blessed and bear much fruit for it in Jesus' name. Our hearts are open, our minds are receptive, and we are made better for this word that we are we'll here tonight in Jesus' name. All right, guys, you may be seated. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What's going on? <laughs> I'm happy to see you guys too. Pastor Tolu sends his love, and he sends me at the same time. So, how many of us enjoy camp meeting here? It was four days of, even online, I could see the reactions that you were genuine. And I'm like, okay, this team reached there. It's that kind of thing where God told Moses to arrange 70 leaders that he wanted to bless. And then 68 people were there, and then two were in there. And then... Moses did what he was supposed to do, and then they fell down and I think started prophesying. And then outside the camp, I came and told him, Moses, this people are prophesying. It reached everybody, amen. So whether you were here, whether you were online, whether you didn't even come, yeah, 
watch the tape. Amen. I think it's on YouTube. Don't? Yeah, it is. Watch it. Relive that experience. That's not something you want to recover from quickly. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, we thank God for camp meetings. So, today I have a pretty interesting, pretty short charge to share with us. And I felt this impressed upon my heart because I think I've been in this sports before. And now I'm able, to, I'm able to handle them better. Fulfilling prophecy. That's what we are titling, fulfilling prophecies. But the gist of what we want to talk about today is, uh, okay, plenty great, great things have come. After conference, after this thing, you're excited. Energy is high. Morale is high. And then maybe after, very good example, New Year, New Me, New Year resolution, you on the Throughout December, you are writing your goals. Or maybe if you are proactive, you start writing it from September. You know what you want to write? There are some people like that. There are some people like me when I was younger. It was December 31st. I used to write my own goals. Watch night service. Then Reverend Sam would just say, okay, if bring out your goals. He has been saying it for weeks. Bring out your goals. I don't write. I'll go and look for one quick paper. I and write, write everything. And present it earnestly before God. Two, three, four years of doing that, I wasn't taking of any goals. It became tiring to me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, I will make certain. I have, I have a, a very special friend who is worried that he's about to turn 21 and he has not made his first million. He has not done this. I was like, oh, wow, we are just coming. <laughs> Welcome. We are just coming. Amen. So um, experiences like that can kind of make us a little skeptical or reserved or conservative about, okay, this has come again. We've been through this before. By the special grace of God, we've had experiences like camp meeting before. Yes, it has been the biggest and the best because the Bible says the glory of the latter will be better than the glory of the former. So it has been the biggest and the best we've had so far. And the next one will be bigger and better. Amen. But we have had experiences like that before. Things we felt with the same kind of compulsion, the same kind of conviction. We felt it before. Amen. Amen. I don't use the word but. So... Did everything exactly happen the way it came out for you? Oh, by the way, I should say this. Today, you know, I've seen about three, four testimonies that I know are Kairos testimonies. They can only be So I beg you, this Sunday, by the special grace of God, I'll call it special permission for my yoga, we'll do testimony. We, we didn't come to testimony in the first place, so, but there is a sheet you have to feel, but just feel the sheet. Mm? We want to hear these testimonies. Amen. I, I saw one before... Just as we're about to start camp meeting, I was like, hmm, this can only be Kairos. I saw three or four more I was like, this is Kairos. Amen. So please, we want to hear these testimonies on Sunday. The Bible says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies. Testimonies are important. They encourage us as believers. Amen. Shows that God is still working, that God is faithful, that God is real. So yeah, back to what we're talking about. So it is understandable that people become skeptic. Yeah? First year, it went, it came. Second year, it went, it came. Third program, you've gone for this power pack program. You know how these conferences can be so energizing? You go there and you are hyped. You are very, very hyped. And then you go, you go the next year, the next time it happens again. And maybe there are some differences. There are some messy drops in your life, but maybe it's not exactly what you wanted to see. So human beings can become what I call it understandably skeptic. Because from the beginning, we're not skeptical. Anything they told you, they believed. In fact, you are that pained because when the pastor or the conference speaker told you about that thing, you believed it all your might. 
Amen. You believed it. That this year was your year. This season, you believed it. That is why it pained you. So when sometimes you see some indifferent people about these things, they have a history. So don't be too quick to judge. Ah, what are your goals for the year? You are still writing goals. Don't be too quick to judge. They have a issue. They have written. They have done... Us, we used to write papers. Some people came with, like, doc. Typed it on... Then Google Docs wasn't that popular. Typed on Microsoft Word. On Colonote upon Evan. They came. They were, they were more serious than us that were writing on scrap paper. So sometimes when you see some people that are not as excited like about something as you are, don't be too quick to judge. They, they have where they are coming from, amen. So now, what happens when that kind of thing happens? How do you respond? What is the correct response to that? And so I want to show from the Bible that this kind, these things have happened before. Something that, quote-unquote, God himself Giovanni, see Giovanni, Elohim, Adonai, everything you want to call him, said, and quote and unquote, it didn't happen as he said. Yes, so my word will go and will not return back to me, but he is that God, his word will never fail. But checking scripture, you will see that there are experiences where certain things he said, yeah, didn't come to pass. First example we can see from the children of Israel spending 430 years in Egypt. God already told Abraham that was going to happen. He told Abraham in Genesis 12 or Genesis 15. He told Jacob the same thing too. He told them 400 years. It was 430. There was a delay. And me, in my mind, I secretly blame Moses. This is why. Moses was 40 when he first found out about, quote-unquote, his destiny. He now went to take matters into his own hands and go and kill an Egyptian, and he had to go to the wilderness for 40 years. If he did not go to that wilderness for 40 years, they, they might not have spent that extra. That's just, that's just like on the side. It's not like the main thing. But the point is that God said 400 years. What happened was 430 years. Hebrews chapter 4, very clearly we see that, the word, that they were under the same spiritual cloud. They ate the same spiritual food as Moses did. We said the word came. It benefited some and did not benefit others. God was faithful enough to tell us why. Why? Because it wasn't being mixed with faith. A lot of times I'm grateful for the things that are paralleled in the fact that we see it working in one place and then we see it not working. Or if we see it, excuse me, or if we see it not working, God shows us immediately why it doesn't work. So an example is that the word was not being mixed with faith. Same conditions, same spiritual food, same manner, everything. It benefited some, didn't benefit others. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, um, an example, a good example of that is a story that Kenneth Hagin told, obviously, when he was alive. And the story was thus. There was a particular church member of his, and the member died. And he was pretty young. Yeah? And then, obviously, as pastor now, default, the Bible has said, I will fulfill the length of your days. So, in our minds, we kind of say 70, 80. 80 is a reasonable enough time to go from the book of Psalms. Like, you are quote and unquote, guaranteed 80. So that, like, that's like, 40 is young, she to die, that's the point. And then Kenneth Hagin as a responsible, dutiful pastor as he starts praying for the man to come back up. And he's praying and praying and praying and praying. And then sometime in the night, God tells him in a vision that, see, stop praying, this man is not going to come back. And he says, why? And he says, this man has always been saying, I will die at 
40. I'd always been saying it. So it was too far gone. The man had, had ens- the Bible said, you, you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. The man had cobbled himself by his words. Yeah? So again, I think he came out of the vision and asked his friends around him, did he used to say that he would, and he said, oh, yes, he did. But it was a joke. This is why pity stresses negative confession. It's a joke. Matthew 12 is not. It's serious. You will account for every single thing that comes out of your mouth. So that the man obviously didn't stand up. But somebody would have seen that story and said, God is not faithful. The man did not stand up from the dead. When he says, you will raise the dead, you will do all of this. If God didn't tell us why, who would we blame? Him. We'd, we'd drag the pastor. Why? God did not tell us why. Thank God he did in this particular situation. Or when the disciples, Mark chapter 9, when they almost beat them black and blue, people that were following Jesus, they had seen them raise people, cast out demons and whatever. They brought a boy and said, heal him. And they couldn't. They had, quote unquote, failed. Their prayers were not answered. That was unanswered prayer. And then Jesus casually comes down and says, oh, you of little faith, how long shall I remain with you? Bring the boy to me, and then he heals the boy instantly. They couldn't do it. It wasn't that it could not be done. There is a difference. They just couldn't do it. And then the explanation gave this step coming out except by prayer. Jesus prayed up all the time. So that was just to show you that there are things that may seem like it didn't work out the way it was promised, yeah? But they could have been possible. You don't know the reason why. That's why you have the Holy Spirit as your helper, as your paracletos. He, because you can't navigate everything you need to navigate about this life all at once. You can't know everything. So that's why he just leads you to the places that are necessary. Do you understand? So sometimes when we see things that don't happen the way we expect them to, yeah, still judge God as faithful. Which brings me to my next point. There are a couple of things that I want us to consider. We'll pray shortly. First point I would like us to draw in. Pastor Tulu has emphasized and overemphasized this particular point here so many times. The first point is this starting point, God is faithful. It will never be God's fault. And reading Hebrews 11, there was a particular verse, you know, I d- well, I grew up in reading, so there was always this debate they made us do. Boys versus girls, faith versus love. They always intentionally gave the girls love because the new love would win. But they would just say, sha, sha, come on, debate. And your debate was simple, Hebrews 11. One boy would just read verses 1 to 4, and another one would read verses on and on. And that was your debate. And it was King James English. It was sweet. It was strong. So, came across Hebrews 11, 11. And what did Sarah say? It says, Sarah judged God faithful. Sarah. So what that means to me is that she considered the entirety of everything she had been through and said, no, this God is faithful. When I read my Bible, yeah, I try to slow down and imagine what it must be like for the people that lived. It's interesting to read it as a story, yeah? But when you realize that two verses in the Bible is 50 years of somebody's life, that's 50, January, February, March, April, May, June, down to December, 50 times. Nobody in this room is up to 50. And they classify all, that entire, all your entire experiences, every PMS, every brokenness, every single thing you experienced, every breakfast, not here in Jesus' name, amen. Everything you experienced, yeah? In two verses, 
two verses, the entire 50 years. So sometimes I like to live out the stories of the characters. So Sisera, they were on their own, JJ. They were fine. They were rich. Genesis 12, God comes to them, tells them, stand up for what you are. What they were not doing so badly. And says, go to a land that I will give. I will make of thee a great nation. Problem, they're already old. They can't give birth. That was at 75. So imagine, quote unquote, raising the hopes of a 75-year-old man and his wife who is also closely aged. You raise their hopes. You don't speak to them. The next time we hear God speak to, over a 30-year period, God spoke to Abraham seven times. The next time he speaks to Abraham is like 99. 75 to 99. 24 years. That's close to many of our ages here, amen. Since you were born till now, the God that told you leave this place and go to another place, and that going to another place was not peaceful. Though. You had to fight. You had to lie and say that your wife is your sister and watch men toast your wife that's your sister. It's be paying you, but you can't say anything. You have to endure all of that. Yeah? And he will now come back casually. And he will not apologize. He will just say, Walk before me, for I am holy. Just start come, God just come back and start for me, but he is. Do you understand? 75 to 99, nothing. If you were Sarah, wouldn't you laugh? Think about it. Then angel now comes again, 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 and says, you will have a son. Ah, this matter don't date now. This news don't cast. We, some, sometimes people tell the story of Sarah like, um, she doubted God. It's easy to say that in retrospect. But you were not there when she was waiting 24 years for a promise. You weren't there when, apparently, because the giftings of callings of, and callings of God are, are without repentance, I mean, Abraham's body was dead. Anointing woke the body up. Baba is the photospy. Sharp, sharp, he gave Hagar one. She born. Ishmael. Body that was dead. The anointing was working. The blessing was working. Gave Hagar one. Chopped insults. Yeah? On top, Ega and Ishmael. Yeah? Went through that. Finally, finally gave birth to Isaac. Somehow, miraculously finds out that the father took him in the morning and wanted to kill him as a sacrifice. This is, this is how many years? And at the end of it all, Sarah was able to say, Hebrews 11, 11, she judged God faithful. She considered the entirety of everything she went through and said, this God is faithful. Amen. Throughout the Bible, for God is good and his mercies endures forever. God is faithful. That's the theme almost all through the Bible. And here's the funny thing about the Bible. Not the funny thing. Here's a fact about the Bible. As a historical slash archaeological slash scholarly body of knowledge, it is the single most accurate. It is the single most verifiable. For the Bible, there are over 15,000 pieces of unique evidence that points to its validity. Over 15,000. It's close to like 15,569 or something like that. The next closest to it is 900 and something. So everything that um, they don't, obviously don't take history seriously here in Nigeria as they should. But about everything they learn in their history, yeah, and they draw into their heads and they test them on, is nowhere near as valid as the Bible. Look at all of the prophecies that were in the Bible. Jesus Christ is the single most impressive fulfillment of prophecy. Over a hundred prophecies written century, over centuries, yeah? And he fulfilled every, in fact, he, okay, let's imagine, okay, that Jesus' parents were Jews and they read the law 
and maybe they were now trying to force fulfill the prophecy. Let's be that wild. They were trying to force fulfill the prophecy. Ah, okay, he will call his son out of Egypt. Yeah, let's go to Egypt. They ran because they would kill the boy. But let's just imagine that he did. Roman soldiers, when he was on the cross, didn't break his bones. Did the Romans know anything about the scriptures? No. They were pagans. They didn't care. They said his bones will not be broken. They broke the two by the side. They got to him and said, leave it alone. They took his garments. His garments would be shared among. Did they know? Did they check scriptures? Jesus, what, that's, what are, whatever the devil tries to do, he worked for God last, last. Do you understand? Jesus Christ is the single most impressive fulfillment of prophecy ever. Of foretelling ever. Fulfilled every single one. It, this is why to me, people that are, I will say this small, small. People that are atheist and agnostic, like, it's a little funny to me. Like, I obviously empathize with where they are. Everybody has questions, yeah? But it's a thing where when a book, yeah, that scholars have almost unanimously agree is verified. There's no question of if it's correct. It's a scholarly fact. And all of them say this is verified. And almost every single fact in that thing has come to pass. Doesn't it suggest to you that what this thing is saying might be true? Do you understand? Let me let, let me let me say again. Jesus Christ fulfilled. I don't have the accurate number now, but hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament. He fulfilled them by himself, by his living. People helped them fulfill it. That one was not enough. Think about Daniel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and all of them. Yes, they prophesied some apocalyptic things, yeah? But scholars have seen that some of the stuff that they prophesied were some of the great crusades we saw. In those times, them Alexander the Great, them all of those people, they were prophecies that they gave. And they all happened. So you've seen something has a track record of, okay, this thing is 66 for 66, but what if it's for it to get to 100 before you say it's true? So that's why it's a little funny to me. It's a little funny to me. So the first thing to understand, the Bible has said God is faithful. The Bible is probably the single most trustworthy book in the world. It's a scholarly fact. This one is not because we are believers or we are Christians. Funny thing is, almost everybody that has tried to really investigate the Bible with an open mind becomes Christian. Funny enough, it's, a, it's a, almost everybody that I've heard of, both personally and maybe you're a big that I've heard of that investigates the Bible eventually becomes Christian. That is an aside. So the point is, God is faithful. Amen. Second thing to consider about prophecy. So yes, you've been hurt and there may be, but it's not here because we have a very healthy culture of prophecy. Amen. We do see, we do hear, we do know, it do come to pass. Hallelujah. That's how it works here. But let's just say for some that have been listening to it and maybe like, like I said, it's easy to get excited when there is mass energy, when there is momentum in the room. It's easy to get excited. But your hurts and disappointments may still linger. So maybe when you get back home from camp meeting, you're like, Cairo season, 10 years in 10 months. You don't, you don't maybe hate it too, but maybe it's not so much for you. Don't despise prophecy. We see that in First Thessalonians 5. It says, do not despise prophecy, but test everything to see if it is true. Don't despise it. Especially what brings me to my next point. When it comes from God's servant, the man that we know that has oil, amen, 
Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, believe his prophets and you will prosper. Amen. Pastor Tolu and Reverend Bayo, the wherever is God bless him. They came, they blessed us, they blessed us of their virtue. It is your, to your benefit to believe. And this is why. Let me just leave. Let me not say, let me not, I don't say let me not leave the Bible. We can't leave the Bible. But let's just be objective for a little, yeah? What's the worst that could happen if you choose to believe them? It doesn't happen. Nothing changes. You are net zero. You were where you were before. But if you do believe them, Pastor Tolo has been saying 10 years and 10 months for weeks. That statement is prophetic utterance. It's obviously inspired. I'm sure he didn't write it in his notes. I'm almost sure. Somebody needs to take down, myself and Angela have done this already. Someone needs to take down today's dates. Yeah, today is what, December 8th? Yeah. Calculate 10 months from now. That will be October 8th. Yeah? Look for whatever field yeah, or sphere of influence that you are in. Hmm? Look for the top, top performers yeah, in that sphere of influence. And look at what they did in 10 years. That's your 10 months. That's God's word to you. Look for the top performers in your fields. They have raised series, precede, party round, series A, series B, series D. In 10 years, oh, there's a party round before series A. Um, there are plenty of things. There's no money. There are plenty of things. Do you understand? Look for the top most performers. Everywhere you are seeing click up hard. There is 400 million. Why would they run out everywhere? 400 million is not being series C. It's not peace. So imagine that by October the 8th, you are raising... 400 million. From where? How? Kairos. Amen. And we have precedent for this in Scripture. Pastor Tolu shared this with us. First Kings, when there was a famine in, uh, there was a famine in the land of Israel, and it was so bad that mothers were killing their sons. In fact, there was a particular one. Two mothers agreed that on this day, we'll cook my son <laughs> and share him. On the next day, we'll cook your son and share him. 50-50, the one did, fulfilled that own, left the bones of the boy in the pot. The next day, is there a problem? Okay. The next, am I audible online? Am I fine? Is everything fine? Lovely. The next day, yeah, bring your son now. Once guy hid this, the two mothers now took themselves to the king. The king told Isha, how will you solve that kind of problem? The king sends for the prophet, and then the prophet sends back a word. It says, today, Whatever prophecy is given, let me give it a literal interpretation. Let me bring it down to our context. How much is bread now? 500, 600. Imagine bread becoming 20 naira tomorrow. Imagine. See, so why, that's what I'm trying to say. On, on, <clears throat> don't be too quick to judge people that you do not see. Although they have, like, they have seen God do some pretty amazing things. So for them to still not believe might have been this thing. But don't be too quick to judge. Can you believe that bread will be 20 naira tomorrow? That spa bread, spa sardine bread will be 20 naira tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> sardine alone is 600, 600, 600 naira. Imagine being, being 20 naira tomorrow. Can you imagine? But why I guess Jordan was asking was they had their laws. They had seen what God was capable of doing. So maybe that's why. Or just imagine, spa bread at 600. Imagine you want to take somebody out and you're looking like, you, you have to plan your salary very well. 
<laughs> the millions are talking about. You have to plan yourself because we're hmm, dinner for three. Everybody, okay, we get to the restaurant. Starters, drinks, two, five per person, Lord. Main course, you don't iron everybody, small, small. Don't take anything that's past 6K. Don't add any sides, don't add anything. Let's say that you know now that particular restaurant, am I fine? Let's say that particular restaurant now, the first, you finish your first drink, they know big food on time. I've, I have waited at the restaurant for two hours, they forgot, they forgot, they forgot about me. They did. I had to order another drink to wait for them, to wait for them. <laughs> so imagine, so let's say you end up spending 12, 12k a person, you have to plan. And all of a sudden, you find out that that 12,000 you're spending per person becomes 100 naira. So you shattered. That was exactly what God was telling them. You don't plan this, that you go every day. Amen. You go every day. That was exactly what God was telling them. So when you see their behavior sometimes, understand with them. People like to drag Thomas, doubting Thomas. He didn't believe he said it. He was not the only one that doubted. In fact, he was not the first person that doubted. John chapter 20, Luke chapter 24. Yeah. John chapter 20, Luke chapter 24. When the women that used to go with Jesus went to his grave on the third day, and they went in, and they saw the son of the way, and went down and saw cloth. The Bible says they went back and went to their person and told them, and they did not believe them. Jesus had told them he was going to come back home. What's going on? Are we fine? Okay. Jesus had told them that, I'm coming back home. The women told them, we did not see his body and they did not believe them. The Bible says that Peter ran and he was still pondering it. So don't drag Thomas too much. Yeah? They all did not believe. So that's pretty typical. Amen. 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 Are we being blessed? Are we getting what I'm trying to say? So yeah, don't despise prophecy. Believe God's servant. Amen. Third point, believe God's word. Like, actually believe it. Hebrews 4. Are we doing it? Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 verse 4. Oh my God, I have not been giving time for scriptures. I've been saying them off my head. I'm so sorry. Hebrews 4. Okay, let, let's actually read this one. This one might, like has some importance. I'm sorry, hold on. I'm trying to see where this particular, the word not being mixed with faith did not benefit them. That's the scripture that I'm looking for. But I can't kind of find it. Hebrews 4. Oh, hey, I'm correct now. Yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's my translation. Hebrews 4. Okay, sorry. Let's, let's do New King James. Maybe I'm looking at NIV and it's not looking familiar. That's my problem. Hebrews 4. Believe God's word. Mix it with faith. Yeah, verse 2, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hebrews 4, 2. Four, let's go together. One to go. For indeed the gospel. Are we, reading, are we together? Have we got in there? We can follow on the screen. Okay. New King James, please. All right. One to go. 
For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So later on, it goes on to explain that, see, they were under the same spiritual cloud. They ate the same spiritual fruit as Moses. But the word profited some and didn't profit some. Why? It wasn't being mixed with faith, but not you, amen. Amen. Not you. The Bible says he has dealt unto each of us a measure of faith. So follow comprehensive thought, factory setting, you have faith. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, I have the same spirit of faith, therefore I believe and I speak. So use that faith. The word has come forth 10 years in 10 months. I need you to honestly consider how long that is for a minute and then shut your brain off. God said it, he will do it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's kairosism. I have already started seeing things that are a little suspicious, a little weird, a little, hmm, Lord, how did that happen? Happen. Do you understand? Somebody needs to take what I said seriously. So this is December 8th. According to God's set man of ours, Pastor Tony, he says by October, me, I did, Israel, we did October, um, December 1st, that'd be sec- second, start beginning of camp meeting. By October 8th, look at the biggest player in your sphere of influence. What that person has done in 10 years, which will provide what, is, what he has done now because it, quote unquote, takes 10 years to gain mastery. It's, it seems to be reasonable. That is what you'll be achieving Glory. if you mix it with faith. Hallelujah. 400 million CVC, click up. If you mix it with faith. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Amen. Yes, amen. 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 Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> okay, so my, bring me to my next point. Prepare yourself. Seek knowledge so like prophecy has come. Yeah? First, settle in your heart. First of all, God is faithful. He's not going to lie. Yeah? Secondly, don't despise the prophecy that comes. God will give you healing for your hurts and disappointments. Amen, if you have experienced them. But don't despise it. Third thing, believe it. Believe God's word. Yes, it is difficult to believe. That's why I tell, sometimes it might be stupendous. That's why I tell believers, never be too far, from, far away from the last miracle that you did. Yeah? Like, for instance, there was a time I was walking in my estate, and I was like, I honestly kind of knew that I was low on faith. There might probably not have been anything anybody would have said to me at that moment. Yeah? Number one, that I maybe didn't already know. Yeah? Honestly speaking, if you've been in a good enough Bible teaching church for two, three years, you know most of the body of knowledge you're supposed to know. Let's not lie. Everything that happens after that is you are being put in remembrance. You are being reminded. If you've been in a good Bible teaching church two, three years, you have, under, you have learned everything about the body of knowledge of Christianity that you need to know. So there is probably nothing anybody would have said to me. Then what did I remember? One very stupendous miracle of one baby that got healed sometime while I was in school. Like, that happened. This God is real. I'm back. And I shook it off. So then I tell people, never be too far from the last miraculous supernatural thing. Supernatural is the identity. It's what really separates us from, apart from like, it's the most obvious separation. Yeah? They can do, but a girl down will reach, they will stop. She, Moses threw stick on the ground, turned to snake. Pharisees people threw stick to Moses' own, ate their own. They can do, but get where they own go reach to stop. But you are supernatural. So don't be too far. Yeah, those are the things that encourage you. That's why I'm begging us again. Your testimonies, please share them. 
this Sunday, share them. I've heard some really incredible things, and I know that there are more that we haven't heard. Yeah? So please, let's share them. Amen. Amen. So, the, so I said, first of all, establishing your hearts, God is faithful. Secondly, do not despise prophecy. Believe God's servant. Third, believe God's word. Now, let's consider some more practical things you can do. Prepare yourself. Seek knowledge and learning. This is what I mean. Um, I think when we were on high, okay, Edge was a Bible study. It was one of the, like, the most fun Bible study Edge has had. And we're talking about like funny things that happen in the Bible. And then we were like, oh, how odd would it have been for, I feel like people, there are some characters in the Bible that like to hide things. I cannot. <laughs> they like to talk of themselves in special ways. Gospel of John, he says, he will not call himself by himself, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He would, he, no, no, that's how he would say it. That's how he would address himself. It's not anything less. Moses would say, Moses by himself said, he is the meekest man on the earth. How meek is that? Let's move on. Glory to God. Let's move on. Moses himself said, okay, don't Moses, God, and let the, the witness says, other prophets I speak to in dreams and visions, but Moses I speak to face to face. Lovely. You have, an, you have the assignment of leading the, the children of Israel through the wilderness, Abi. You have an assignment. And it takes a pagan priest, not a Jew, a pagan priest to come and teach you leadership and government. Think about that. You whom the Lord talks to face to face. It takes your father-in-law, who is a pagan priest, Jethro is a pagan priest, to come and tell you, Moses, this thing you are doing is wicked. On you and the people, you will stand and be judging two million people from morning till night. Why not appoint, it was not God that told Moses, why not appoint something? It took a pagan priest. To t- so, yes, God gave you an assignment, yes, you have received the word. Um, go and seek knowledge, man. Go and learn, learn what you need to learn. Paul understood what his assignments were, and he really did. He showed it. What was the first thing that he did? The Bible says, he d- I Im- immediately did not go to confer with any of the apostles in Jerusalem. I went to the deserts of Arabia and somewhere like for like three years about his study, which was probably where he got his revelation of Jesus from, and then he went and then taught it for a while, and then came back to establish that, okay, with the apostles. Am I saying the right thing? Is what I'm saying making sense? And he said, yes, okay, yes, fun. Hi, great. New Christian realities. Pretty much. So please... Moses had to learn government and leadership. God did not teach him that one. God did not tell him, appoint certain people. A pagan priest, is everything fine? A pagan priest taught him that. Apostle Paul had to go and learn for a number of years. Even our master, Jesus, the Bible says he grew in wisdom. He grew in wisdom and in stature, in wisdom and favor with God and man. At 12, he was already sassing his mom and saying, I'm, don't you know I must, that was sass, let's not lie. Don't you know I must be about my father's business? Papa don't they study? That's why when he opened the Bible, yeah, and he could tell you in Luke, you're like, this is the day that has come before you, that the, oh my God, like Luke chapter 4 verse 18, where he was saying, this is the acceptable, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The eyes opened. That was scripture. And it's like, oh, this is me, I've read it before. I'm just going to tell them. Today, that day is fulfilled before your eyes. He read it. This is what I think, and I think I've heard a couple of pretty reputable preachers. I think I've heard Pastor say it once. 
the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit wasn't a surprise to the disciples. It wasn't. Why? The Pentecost was a festival. It was 50 days after Passover. Pentecost was a festival. Where Peter stands up and teaches from Job chapter 2, who do you think taught him? Taught him? What was Jesus doing? The 40? Jesus rose up, Abby, and the Bible says he stayed with them 40 days before he left. He was teaching them. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. All day I write to you of things Jesus began to teach and to do. He was teaching them. That's how they knew what to expect. Jehovah chapter 2. On the last day I will pour my spirit on. So they knew. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Passover to Pentecost is 50 days. They were almost very likely expecting it. It's not, there's no printing magic about it. They were almost likely expecting it. They were taught. Do you understand? So before you even start, then seek knowledge, seek wisdom. Everything is learned. In, like some things are imparted here, but most things are learned. They are still worded. Amen. Most things are learned. They are still worded. So yeah, do that. Okay, we're closing now. Diligence and obedience to instructions. Deuteronomy 28. One of my, one of Pastor Tolu has taught that verse more than most other verses. Why? It is the verses about blessings and all those good things that God will do to you if you believe him. At the end, I think verse 14 said, if you will hearken diligently to my word. Sometimes the things God asks you to do will make sense. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. I think most times they won't. How do you explain a city whose walls? So that is a wall, Abi. That's the thickness. Yeah? That's the thickness of that particular pillar there. How do you explain a city whose walls? Let me. I, I told you, I like to live a Bible story. How do you explain a city whose wall is as thick as from there to there? The Bible said that six horses could walk on the wall side by side. One horse here, another horse here, six. That was how thick. So the wall went round. That was how thick Jericho was. And the Bible didn't say the place broke. It sank. How? Do you understand what I'm saying? Go round. Seventh and um, once for six days on the last day, do seven times. Yeah? Jericho was chilled. They knew they couldn't, they couldn't be breached by a siege. They were chilled. Pretty chilled. God gave them instruction. Do this, do that. The walls came down. So, yeah, sometimes it might make sense, sometimes it might not make sense. Seek instruction. Yes, God has left you with the word. Oh, yeah, how far about God? What next? Keep doing things. When God says he will empower you, Pastor Lola has taught us this a lot of times. Most of the time it comes through ideas. Do this, do that. These are the things you get in, the, what's in your fellowship with God. I don't want to say secret place, but maybe that works too. Amen. Those are the things you get in your so prompt obedience to instructions. Yeah? Amen. So, um, last point for today. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Pray fervently and hold on to the word. First Timothy 1.18. We will actually read that. Honestly, I would have probably slapped myself if I didn't include this particular scripture in this entire sermon. First Timothy 1.18. Oh, I see my name. Lovely. First Timothy 1.18. Okay, can, can we read together? Charge, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. God has sent word. You lambano that thing very well. You hold on to it. You pray it out. Some things come. See, 
like I said, I like to live out Bible experiences. I've said that in so many times. I'm sorry. Daniel saw something in Daniel chapter 9 that, oh my God, this thing, this problem, this dilemma, this jakarta that we are in is 70 years. 70 years. Daniel saw for the, for the, for the first time, Daniel chapter 9. And then he goes and prays. I think then the following chapter it says that he prayed for 21 days. In my head, he likely didn't plan to pray for 21 days. He might have, he might have not. So then God's answer to his prayer now came on after like the 21st day. But what did he tell Daniel? He told Daniel, Oh, favored and wine Daniel small, oh, favored and dance of the most time, the most I love. Your prayer had been answered from the first day, but there stood against me opposition. That took reinforcement. Your own prince, Michael, had to come and help me for, to free me to come and give the answer since day one. Imagine, just think about it, if Elijah had not prayed that seven times complete. Like, I don't see, Elijah was, maybe Daniel was, may, was or was not trying to pray for 21 days. Who knows? But Elijah definitely was not. This is how we know. When in, I like how James 5 puts it, he was a man with like passions, like me, like you. Yeah? yeah? Like passions. He says, we just know that in First Kings 17 and 18, he just came out and said there will be no rain. And it happened. We thought he said. It was now in James that we understood that he prayed. Amen. He prayed and there was no rain. Oh yeah, come and fix the matter. You have gone and display for Jezebel and Ahab. Oh yeah, fix the matter. You said there will be rain. Fix the matter. He hadn't even prepared it. Do you understand? He now comes and takes up a very interesting posture, prayer, prayer posture. He puts his head between his knees and prays. After he prays, only God, like the Bible didn't say how long he was praying for, but for somebody that will stop the economy and production of the country for three and a half years, I would imagine he prays a lot. So he prayed. First time, sends his servant. The servant said, boss, not seeing Fervent prayer. Did it the second. Imagine he gave up the fourth or fifth time. Just imagine. <laughs> the entire economy of that country would just continue that way. But he prayed till he finally saw what he wanted. See, there is a way you would take, see, there is a posture, a stance in your mind and in your heart that you would take up in prayer, yeah, where you will wear out disappointments and failures. You will wear it out. Jesus gave the, see, I honestly believe that there is almost, okay, let me be mindful, let me be careful about how I put this. Jesus told a parable. There was a wicked judge, yeah? There was a wicked judge, and this widow wanted justice for her husband, uh, for her son, sorry. And then Jesus, and she goes to meet the wicked judge, and then the judge says no. Do you know what that brings to my mind? Nigerian court case. You go the first day, adjourned, 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 adjourned this thing for years. This woman kept on going back, 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 but she was, she was not considering that the man was telling her no. She was not. Eventually, the man said, I will answer you. Even he, Jesus said, even though I am a wicked judge, well, because you will not leave me, I will answer you. So there is how in the place of prayer, yeah, by default, in a default chronos moment, yeah, you can wear out disappointment. You can wear out failure. You can wear out hurt. You wear it out. You are resilient. You stand there. You pray. You lay hold of what is yours. 
Every small thing you receive, Paul said, hold fast your confession of faith. He tells Timothy, the same thing that you have received from me, hold fast and then commit to men who are faithful and able to teach. Why was he saying hold fast, hold fast, hold fast? Because he can sleep away. Do you understand? You hold fast because that thing that you're holding can't sleep away. Let me tell you something. We've seen it too, so it's not blasphemy or heresy that I'm saying. Let me tell you something. Next year, December, can meet some people like this. Let's not lie. If you don't take advantage of everything that God has told us, maybe better, mercy drops. Because sometimes it tortures. Why? God allows those things to, to remind you that son, daughter, this thing is available. Sure. Do you understand? So mercy drops. A little further along, but nowhere near what you would have done if you mixed it with faith, if you held on to it, if you stayed in the place of prayer. Jesus gave that example. See, I like, I like how Jesus did that parable. The worst possible case scenario, a wicked judge that doesn't care about you, that is probably embezzling and collecting money, you wear him out and you will get what you want. Abi? That's the example Jesus. Now imagine in a Kairos moment. Sorry. Kairos, sorry, Kairos. Now imagine in a Kairos moment when it's open heavens everywhere. Miracles everywhere. Divine acceleration everywhere. Supernatural intervention everywhere. You now stand your ground. How much more in that season? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask. It's possible. That's what Kairos is for. Do you understand? Think of the wildest thing you could become in the next 10 months. And God is saying, I can top that. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. The wildest thing you can think of, God tells you, I can top that. Can we rise to our feet? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift your voice. Just lift your voice and say, see, I will not miss out. I will not miss out. I've been saying this year is my year for how many years? This year is truly my year. Happy New Year, by the way. This year is truly my year. I'm not going to miss out of what God is going to do in this career season. I'm seeing it happen around me. I will partake of this. You will. The Bible says Daniel proposed in his heart that he will. So, so you can decide in your heart. You can say, this is the stance that I am taking. This is what is going to happen for me. This is going to be my own reality. Thank you. Pray some more. Pray some more. Pray some more. Pray some more. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, sometimes all you will do is just laugh. All you will do is just laugh. And that will be the solution to that problem. All you will do is just laugh. See, I feel in my spirit, we've, God has said it before, so it's not anything new, but I feel particularly impressed to say it now. We will receive angelic visitation. No more. 
They will come. I remember the story like a man of God once said. He said that there was a particular problem that he had been back, going back and forth with the government for years. Was it the government? Some, there was a particular issue he was trying to deal with. Yeah. He was going back and forth about it for a really long time. Until one night, he just got vexed and said, Angels, go do da 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 blah, blah, blah. Just said it, went to bed. A couple hours later, he was awoken. He saw two creatures standing beside and said, and they told him, we have done what you asked us to do. The next morning, all his secretary and they were calling now, ah, pastor, pastor, he said, I know. That's flex. Amen. Yes, I know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? See, angelic ministration, that smallest thing, it is the smallest things. You will pray, you will laugh. The angels will understand what you mean because there's joy is a language, amen. They will understand what you mean. You will just laugh. Ha 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 ha. You will just laugh. And that is what will solve that problem. Amen. Amen. Have we been blessed this evening? Hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.